We come humbly. We come respectfully. We come with expectation. Our hearts are excited about the truths of your word. Thank you that clarity keeps coming every day by your word. We dissolve every confusion in the minds of your people. And we declare your people equipped, built up, and edified. And we declare that by the end of the service tonight, Jesus is glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer sees a powerful amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our feet together as we say these words. I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and all of you connected by way of Comfort FM, F, you know, XLFM, University of Uyo FM, Inspiration FM, Heritage FM, and Aquaibom FM. You know, we're so glad to have everybody connected tonight. Do me a favor, invite a friend, a loved one, a family member, ask them to tune to this radio station. Life is flowing through the airwaves and the social media community. I want to thank every one of you that continues to labor with us to get the gospel out to where the people for whom Jesus died are so they can get the light of the glorious gospel. Help me again tonight like you've always done. Share the video, share it with all the groups on your page, create watch parties tag some people put them on monogram telegram you know put them on whatsapp groups let's flood the earth with the truth of the gospel of christ and it's a joy to have everybody in the service tonight house centers and campuses what a joy to have all of you connected get ready tonight the word is gonna build you up and you will never be the same again grab your pen your notebook your bible you can be seated with your sweet smart self as we get into the word of god <clears throat> Praise God. All right. We are still examining why things happen the way they happen. You must remember that the inspiration of the Bible is perfect. The inspiration of the Bible is perfect. But not every statement in the Bible is true. The inspiration of the Bible is perfect. But not every statement in the Bible is true. For example... We read where, you know, Pontius Pilate and the Pharisees said Jesus is blasphemous. This statement is not inspired by God, but was documented for you. So what we need to do is to take the scriptures and then study it and put everything in its proper setting. In the study of the Bible, like I told you, that we have the theology, which is a study of God the Father. Who is God the Father overall? We also have the study of Christ, Christology, where we study about Jesus Christ, the Word of God, John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the Word became flesh. John 5 39 search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life but they are they which testify of Christ 
In Luke, I mean John chapter 1 verse 45, Philip findeth Nathaniel and said to Nathaniel, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and in the prophets and in the prophets did write Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So, both the prophets, the law of Moses, and the songs of David speaks of Christ, the Son of God. We have also pneumatology, the study of the Spirit. Brother Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 says, Concerning spirituals, concerning spirituals, I will not have you ignorant brethren. All right, or now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. All right, so the study of the spirit. Then we have soteriology, the study of salvation, which is very key. The study of salvation, God's plan of salvation for man. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15, brother Paul says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So salvation is faith in Christ Jesus. So we study the great plan of salvation in the scriptures. What God ordained before the world began. Titus chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. Titus chapter 1 verse 1 and 2. You can also study about the latter day events. What we call eschatology. Alright, the study of the latter days. And you know, brother Paul wrote about the last day events. In First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. He said, the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And then in Second Timothy chapter 3, brother Paul still kept speaking about the last days. Then we have the study of bibliology study of the books of the bible when you read from genesis to revelation to study all through but the key anchor point of bible study is christology that is the study of christ because christ is god's word you see the bible makes it clear in hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 god who at sundry times and in diverse manner spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Whom he had appointed heir of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. Alright. So you, you see that, that in the scriptures. You've got to study true to arrive at this truth. It lets you know from what we just read. That. The Bible is in dispensational divisions. Dispensational divisions. That is, we can look at two different dispensations. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1. He uses God's spoke in time past. To the fathers by the prophets. Two things. Time past. Fathers by the prophets. That is... A dispensation then number two verse two now says have in these last days spoken spoke spoken fathers to us prophets in his son two dispensations 
It says he is the express image in verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 1. He is the express image. The word there is the flawless image of God. He is the flawless image of God because Jesus is God's word. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 calls him the word of God is a living being. Is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Revelation chapter 9 verse 13 calls Jesus the word of God. Jesus the word of God. Luke 24, 26 to 27, he took the disciples on the way to Emmaus through the Bible. It says through all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. Something in Luke 24, 44, I mean same thing. In Luke 24, 44 to 46, he expounded to them the things concerning himself. Law of Moses, prophet, Psalms concerning himself. So, a proper study of the scriptures will be to look from Genesis to Malachi. To look from Genesis to Malachi, look for Jesus. That is what we call the doctrine of of christ the doctrine of christ that is you are able to take on jesus and preach jesus from every book of the bible that's the anchor point of revelation to be able to preach jesus from every book of the bible is the anchor point of revelation when paul was saying in first corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10 First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of men the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. The deep things of God. When you get to verse 15 of that same chapter, verse 15, put it up for me. <clears throat> but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. Verse 16. Oh, glory to God. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Now, so he is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the revelation of God. Jesus is the message of the scriptures. That's why the gospel is called the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ. It's called the message of Christ. So Christ is the message he is what we preach and he is what we speak about everything is on him colossians chapter 2 verse 9 in him dwelleth the fullness of the godhead bodily he is the father manifest to us jesus is the father manifest to us he said to philip in John 14, 9, he that has seen me had seen the Father. He that has seen me had seen the Father. So he that has seen Jesus 
has seen the father so the anchor point of study whether you want to know about god the father or you want to know about the spirit or you want to know about the last days or you want to know about the bible itself or about salvation is to study concerning christ study concerning christ from the old testament as a promise in the four gospels as the word became flesh in the epistles as the promise fulfilled old testament promise four gospels the word became flesh the epistles the promise fulfilled you will see it in genesis in a gem form you will see it as a type and a shadow in the law of moses you will see it in david's song my god my god why hast thou forsaken me psalm 22 you will see it written when he said they have moved against the lord and his anointed talking about jesus you will see the anchor point of all of that is jesus as a shadow in the law in the songs of david in the prophets also as a prophecy and then isaiah will say who had believed our report and to whom is the arm of the lord revealed then verse 3 4 and 5 says surely he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him by his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray every one of us has gone his own way it has pleased god to bruise him by laying on him the iniquity of us all so isaiah keeps talking about jesus jesus so you do a study of the bible and christology is actually the complete accurate study of the bible where you can know god the father in christ where you can understand the spirit in Christ. Where you can understand the last day events in Christ. The Bible itself can be understood in Christ. So it's from that point that we can look at God. It is from that point that we can look at God. Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen the father john 14 6 he is the way he is the truth he is the life no man cometh unto the father but by him christ so if you're going to know god you will know god in christ jesus if you're going to know god you will know god in christ jesus that's very critical because that's the best form and most approved form of studying when the Bible says rightly dividing the word of truth. He is talking about preaching and teaching the Bible in the light of Christ. Rightly dividing the word of truth will mean to teach and preach the Bible in the light of Christ. Like we often say right here in Power City, Christ is the explanation of all things. When you are able to understand Jesus Christ in the Bible and to understand the Christocentric nature of the Bible, then the Bible becomes clear to you. 
You are not confused. You are not confused. Alright? As a believer in Jesus, when you look at the scripture in the light of Christ, you are not confused. Ask him, why? Why did God act like this? Why did God allow this? Why did God do this? You won't be asking such questions because you are very clear on the character and the nature of God as revealed expressly in Christ Jesus. There are no contradictions in the Bible. The seeming contradictions is in the mind of the reader. When you study from a Christocentric view of the Bible, every doubt dissolves. Every doubt. Because Jesus is the explanation. It is only when you study the Bible outside Christ that you start seeing seeming contradictions. Or most of those contradictions are as a result of you not having a clarity. And there can never be clarity except in the light of Christ. Except in the light of Christ. So we were able to ask a question. Does God do everything? That question can be answered, can't be answered like that. With a yes or a no. Mm -mm. We can't answer it like that. You have to be able to bring everything into the light. And then look at life's perplexing questions. And let the Bible speak for itself. Oftentimes we have people use experiences. You know, to overrun, overrule, invalidate well-written scripture. They use experiences, visions, and dreams to overrun, overrule, invalidate well-written scriptures experiences and because we live in a world where experiences seems to be more clear people just submit to experiences you know they just submit you tell them no just stay on the word of god how can i stay on the word of god can't you see can't you see how rough things are how tight can't you see i've been praying nothing has changed can't you see my circumstances have been very stubborn? The word of God is still struggling to dissolve them. Can't you see they have allowed experiences to overrun, overrule, and invalidate well-written scriptures? They have subjected themselves to experiences. They that lay hold to lying vanities forsake their own mercy. When experiences overrule the word of God in your life, then you have put yourself in a place where the devil can take advantage of you at any point and make caricature of you. So when we say, does God do everything? Does God do everything? Then the second question to ask is, if God does everything or a thing now, can there be a change? If God does something today, can it change tomorrow? That's another question we need to ask. Is there consistency in what God does? Or can God do something now and change it tomorrow? That's an important question. The thing that God has done, can it change? Like I said, you cannot answer a question like that with a yes or a no so james chapter 1 verse 13 will be a guide for us james 
chapter 1 verse number 13 let no man say when he's tempted i'm tempted of god for god cannot be tempted with evil neither tempted he any man so now that verse will lead us into some understanding notice let no man say because it is possible to say god cannot be tempted with evil neither tempted he any man look at verse 14 to 16 of james 1 but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed 15 and when lost that conceive it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death do not err my beloved brethren mm. so we look at a fundamental thing in humanity and that fundamental thing is sin <laughs> sin look at three things that is out of god's control please listen carefully Three things that are out of God's control. Not that God will not judge it. Or not that God will not punish it. But it is not in the making of God. Number one. He says when a man is tempted. He is drawn away of his own desire. And enticed. That's number one. His own desire. So he is saying here that man can have desires that are not given by God. Man can have desires that are not given by God. And that desire can produce effects and fruits that were not dictated by God. That is a fundamental fact. Very fundamental. Men can have their own desire that God did not give them. And the fact that God did not give them does not mean that that desire cannot happen. Did you get that? The fact that God didn't give them the desire doesn't mean that that desire cannot happen. That's where the lacuna is. That desire can go ahead when a man is enticed and bring forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So from the beginning to the end, at what point did God do anything? Huh? From the beginning of man's desire to sin, to death, beginning to the end, at what point did God do anything? At no point. So from beginning to the end, it's man. Is that right? Desire, sin, death is within the purview of man. Please pay attention. So, from the desire of the man, did God influence the desire? No. From what the desire brought forth, 
Did God influence it? No. So, number one, desire. Number two, sin. It's not in the hands of God. Then number three, death. That comes from sin. And these are the major forces in humanity. Desire, which is not within the control of God but man. Sin, which is not at the instance of God but man. Death, which is not at the instance of God but man. So, from desire to death, it is all man. God has no hand. Those are three major forces, fundamental forces, that are responsible for things happening the way they happen. Please pay attention. Man's desire is not in the control of God. Man's desire is just what he wants. And man does what he wants. Man does what he wants. When he wants. And anywhere or any way he wants it. So who gave man the power to desire? God. <laughs> God. Genesis 2, 16 and 17. Look at where God gave man the power to desire. Genesis 2, 16 and 17. <clears throat> and the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every three of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the, knowledge, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. If God was in charge of man's desire, if he was the way people say he is, then God will not say, don't eat this. Eat this. God will not even recognize that man can make a choice. God will not say, well, if you eat that, the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, if God was in control like people think he is, he won't give man all of that. He will just program man, program inside man to eat every tree and avoid the one of the knowledge of good and evil. And man will be functioning like a robot. Anywhere God wants man to go, man will move. Man can never make a choice. He will only move at the instance of God. And that will mean that man doesn't have a will. That will mean that man doesn't have a will. Therefore, no choice. Therefore, no consequences. The reason for consequences is because man has a will to choose. And that is why God now says to man, the day you eat of it, look at the resultant effect. I'm speaking to you like a loving father to help you make the right choice. Because man is not a robot. But God gave man an instruction. 
and you only give an instruction to someone who can carry it out. So man had the capacity to carry it out. But also, along with that capacity comes the ability to do something else. He could choose to carry out what God has said and he can refuse to do what God has said and do what he wants. And do what he wants. Man has the freedom to do what he wants. So well, don't eat of this. The day you eat, you shall surely die. So man has a free choice. Man has a desire. And man has a right to choose. Man has a right to choose. And when there's a temptation, that man can choose to be drawn away. He could yield to temptation by choice. By choice. And when he is drawn away, it will lead him to sin. And sin will manufacture death. So, the Bible is saying, let no man err and put God in any part of that process. Because God himself cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he anybody. So we have this lazy, you know, this lazy impression. This is how God wants it. What can I do? What's gonna be is gonna be. <laughs> There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> oh my goodness, I tell you, man. It's true you cannot question God, but know that you are saying in the context what you are saying in the context of what you say. You cannot question God only if it was God that made the choice. But once it was not God that made the choice, it was your right to choose that made the choice. Then you cannot question God because God is innocent. Teaching good? Yeah. God's word is very clear about who God is and about God's nature. And God's word is very clear about what he gives to man. So let's see things from that perspective. Look at what James now says in James chapter 1 verse 16. Do not err my beloved brethren do not err means don't make a mistake verse 17 every good gift and every perfect cometh from above it cometh from above don't err and don't make a mistake don't say it's God that did it question does God deal with sin? Huh? Yes. Is it God who judged sin? Yes. Is it God who judged sin? Yes. 
Because he already said, the day you eat it, meaning the day you make the choice for sin, this is the judgment of sin, death. Okay? So God has judged sin. That is, sin will be punished. So, in that context, God is still in control. Sin will cause a separation from God, so God judged sin. If you move away from God's mercy and grace, you will still land in God's judgment. <laughs> this is God's mercy and grace. And this is judgment for sin. God says, stay here. He said, God, I don't want you. You will still land in God's judgment. So in that context, God is in control. But God is not in control of the choice, the desire, the sin. See that? But God is in control of the judgment of sin. Is it clear? Is it clear? Right. <clears throat> you cannot be on your own. You decide what to do. But, you know, you don't decide the outcome. You make the choice. But you only make the choice. You see that? You make the choice. <laughs> but you only make the choice. What becomes of the choice is not under your control. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you make the choice. <laughs> but you don't determine the outcome of the choice. So in that context, God is in control. It's like the young man who decides to rape a lady just to have fun. Wickedly. He rapes her thinking that's the end. Not knowing that when the rape took place, somebody identified him. And out of the rape, pregnancy came forth. His was the decision to rape. But his was not the decision for pregnancy or lack of it. Why? When he raped, that raping action landed in the law of God for man. And that rape triggered a law in motion that every tree and every seed will bring forth after its kind. He doesn't control the outcome, but he makes a choice anyway. Is it clear? Alright, now, I'm going somewhere with that. So keep that somewhere in your mind. Let's proceed a bit further. God has determined that what will happen to humanity within the confines of what humanity chooses or does not choose. God decides that. So, at that point, we can say that God is in control. Just like sin. God knew that humanity will sin. 
Romans 5.14 Nevertheless that reigned from Adam to Moses from Adam to Moses even over them that have not seen after the similitude of Adam's transgression. See that? What did God do to that? God used that same principle in Genesis to judge Jesus. We have taught in this church, does God overlook sin? No. What does God do to sin? He judges it. How does he judge it? On himself. See that? So, the judgment of sin has already been declared by God. So, Jesus, who was sinless, God put the sins of humanity on him. John 1.29, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. First Peter 2.24, He bore our sins on his own body. Second Corinthians 5.21, God made him sin for us, who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is dead, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, so what did God do? He still judged sin. He punished sin. But he punished sin through Jesus Christ. That is God's dealing with sin. And oftentimes, when we don't have an understanding of things from the scripture, then we arrive at a wrong concept. And if you read the Bible, you see a man like Job, who said, the Lord giveth and taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You see a man like Isaiah, that says God created darkness and light. You see a man like Amos who says something like, Can evil happen in the city and God has not done it? You will observe that these folks had a perception. And they cannot speak beyond their perception. Jesus comes forth as the word of God and clears all of that. Hallelujah. I mean, he clears all of that. He clears it for us. In fact, one of the things Jesus says about God is that, you know, and this is fundamental and instructive. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43. Matthew chapter 5 verse number 43. You have heard that it had been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Next verse. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Why? That you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Somebody said, but Dr. Damina, you said God doesn't send rain. But this scripture say he sendeth rain. That is a figure of speech. That was in rain, literal. That was a figure of speech in Jesus communicating about the benevolence of God, about the goodness of God to all. So it was not about God sending rain. It was just a figure of speech. Jesus says when anybody curses you, bless him. What? Look at the Old Testament. 
Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, leg for leg. They touch you, you touch back. Now Jesus says no. They curse you, bless them. They throw a charm at you, take the charm and bless them. Don't retaliate. Two evils cannot make one good. They are evil to you, be good to them. They despitefully use you, you bless them. He says, pray for those who despitefully use you. Do good to those who hate you. He says, so that you will be like your heavenly father. Already that shows you something. Jesus comes in and clears what the father does. The father never does evil. The father never repays evil for good. The father will bless even when things are not right. Even when you misbehave. And Jesus acted out the father when they were stoning him at the point of crucifixion. He asked the father to forgive them. They know not what they are doing. That's the character of God. That's the character of God. Hallelujah. That's the character of our father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So already that shows you something. If you want to know whether God wants to heal the sick, if you want to know whether God wants to heal the sick and God is still healing the sick, just look at what Jesus did everywhere. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing what? Good. And healing how many? All. You should not have any doubt about the healing power of God. Jesus demonstrated it. He went everywhere healing. Setting men free. Kabayada. Setting them free. Jesus to us is God's will in action. Jesus to us is God's will in action. So those... That notion of those Old Testament prophets can easily be corrected. Look at Matthew 19. Always know that the Bible is split into different periods of history. It will help your study. Matthew 19, 3. Glory to God. Are you getting blessed tonight? Matthew 19, 3. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? There were people knowledgeable about the law, these guys. And this is something they were quoting already from the Old Testament. So look at verse 4 of Matthew 19. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which met them at the beginning met them male and female? Look at their statement. Is documented in the law of Moses. Deuteronomy 24, 1-5. to So they are asking Jesus about something in the Bible. Look at verse 5. Matthew 19, verse 5. And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Verse 6. Wherefore, they are no more twin but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. Next verse. They say unto him, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? Why? Why did Moses 
say something contrary to what God's establishment was in the beginning. Why? Jesus gives us a clear picture at the beginning. And of course, you know the beginning is Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. And in this context, he was referring to Genesis 1, 26, 27 and Genesis chapter 2 verse 24. Now, Jesus wasn't just talking about Adam and Eve alone. Because if it is them, none of them had a father and a mother. <laughs> so shall a man forsake father and mother. Adam and Eve they didn't have father and mother. So when Jesus was talking about that, he was making reference to the institution called marriage. He was talking about marriage as an institution that men and women get involved in. Alright? So, a man shall forsake father and mother and cleave to his wife and they twin shall be one flesh. Now, so we began to ask a question yesterday from John chapter 9 verse 1. Let's look at it again. <clears throat> John 9 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Blind from the day he was born. Next verse. And his disciples asked him saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parents? That he was born blind. Jesus answered. I love Jesus. Neither had this man sinned nor his parents. It's not sin. It's not sin. But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now, so the question is, where do babies come from? Yesterday we traveled quite some kilometers with that and we're going to just see how to get it, you know, get, keep it going. We said babies do not come from heaven. Number two, we said that babies are not dropped from heaven. Okay? If I prayed over a barren woman and suddenly, after prayer, the woman gives birth to a baby. We celebrate and testify. After the testimony, the husband and the wife decides to go for a DNA test. And the DNA is different. The testimony will be reversed. The celebration will be reversed. Because suddenly there was no need for that celebration. Because the husband doesn't know where the, where the father of that baby is coming from. So that means that baby didn't come from God. That means there is a human person responsible for that baby. The only way that can be explained, if ever, will have been incarnation, but there is no incarnation in this instance. No incarnation in this instance. Why? Because Jesus is the only incarnate. <laughs> Alright, now. Do you know we know who it is because the seed is in the man. So if the DNA does not agree with the fathers, there must be a father somewhere that has to be traced. In a marriage institution and in the production of children, what does a woman do? 
she creates the environment for the baby to germinate that's what she does the man gives the seed the woman incubates and germinates the seed and keeps the baby that's why in the bible you don't hear women begat you only hear man this man begat that that begat that jesus came as the seed of a man through a woman an incarnate being so god has never created please listen a sick child never you know what god created in genesis was perfect assuming adam came out of god and as god brought adam forth adam was limping then we will know that god has deformities or when god created adam adam came with one eye closed and adam came stammering name the animals you are lion then it will have been that god is responsible for deformities but the first human being god brought into the earth was perfect or adam came with a bow leg you know bow leg adam was perfect so if there is a genetic deformity it didn't come from god how did jesus come he came perfect no defect he grew in wisdom in stature in favor with god and man if jesus had come with a defect we will say this is the will of god but jesus is the will of god on the earth and jesus was perfect perfect that is the mind of god and jesus is a baby that came from heaven he came perfect he cried normally like a baby he stayed in the womb of mary nine months he was not in mary's womb for 12 months and neither did he come out in six months time he stayed full term because whatever god does is good and perfect there was no need for cs no need to inject mary the labor did not last for nine days neither did the baby fall on the ground because they could not arrive destination on time even when there was no room in the inn they got a manger first before the baby came out so question whose sin is it that this child is born blind god in christ jesus shows us his own sovereignty and what he will do because jesus is called the lord from heaven so the book of genesis god sets everything in motion remember the law in genesis let's examine something in genesis chapter 4 verse 1 quickly genesis chapter 4 verse 1 pay attention and adam knew eve his wife that is the bible's decent way of talking sex and adam knew eve his wife 
And she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. I have gotten a man from the Lord. So basically, it takes a man and a woman to have a baby. Where do babies come from? What she said in that Genesis 4-1 in proper interpretation is, I have created, I have acquired a man with the help of God. I have created or I have acquired a man with the help of God. She didn't say God gave her the child. What she said is that this child came from me with the help of God. Look at me everybody. So question, where did the help of God come from? Genesis 1.27 Be fruitful and multiply. A law God set in Genesis. Do you know dogs don't pray to have children? I've never seen where cats were fasting for productivity. Or cockroaches. You know? I've never seen it. You will be amazed that cockroaches find their way into Asorok. I'm not joking. Find their way in there. Have you forgotten? Mr. President was out of his office for six months because rats took over the office. Have you forgotten? Rats pursued the commander-in-chief of the armed forces of Nigeria from his office for six months. Rats! I'm not making it up. Am I making it up? The news is, was everywhere. The commander could not go to us. Rats. Rats. Not lions. Rats. May God give you understanding. <laughs> oh. There is a principle in the dog. There's a law inside a dog. There's a law inside a cat. There is a law inside cockroaches. God doesn't have to come down. God doesn't even have to be involved. They're on their own. They just engage the law and start mass producing. It's called the law in Genesis. God doesn't have to come down. You don't even have to pray about it. No. There is a law. That is why a man can rape a girl it is a sin against God. Yet out of the rape, a baby comes out. Did the baby come from God? No. The baby came from a law that was set in motion. I'm teaching good tonight. Yeah. I said to sisters, if rats don't fast to have children, cockroaches do not pray for children. Matalaba. The new creation should have children without intercession. There's a law. There's a law in man. The law of productivity. Satalabaya. I'm teaching good tonight. Whether you say it or not, I know I am. Because I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> so children come from the law in Genesis. What God has created already. And it comes to be fruitful when male and female come together to know themselves. So, what about barrenness? We will answer in the next few days. Remember, 
But from the beginning, it was not so, and the enemy has done it. Now, remember also, barrenness and all of those came as a result of the hardness of men's hearts. Then barrenness became an experience. Barrenness can never be explained away as the plan and purpose of God. Romans 5.12, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So, all have sinned. These things sound very simple, the things I'm teaching, but they are not that simple. One man's sin entered into the world. Not through God's plan, but through one man. Not through the predestined plan of God. No, through one man. A man that had a desire. And his desire became sin. And his sin produced death. Remember that desire will conceive and bring forth sin. And sin will bring forth death. Sin entered into the world and death by sin. So when you see a defective child, he is not a gift from God. I mean, that defect is not a gift from God. Every gift from God is good and perfect. So we can answer, babies come from Adam in the principle God laid in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Babies come from Adam in the principle God laid in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Male and female created he them. Then he now said to them, you multiply. You be fruitful. It's left for you. It's left for you. It's left for you. If you decide to have 10 children and you can't even afford to feed one, you will raise thieves in your house. You will raise thieves. Because they will have to steal somehow to survive. You raise criminals. So instead of having nine. Produce one or two that you can afford. You are not the only one that was asked to multiply. It's all of us. Nekotakaba. It's not only you. I hope you are hearing me. Baba Ogale, I hope you are hearing me. It's not only you that was asked to multiply. It's all of us. So even if you bring one or two, you have multiplied. You finish your own. Step aside. Let other people use their own quota. <laughs> glory to god do you know do you know do you know that when david committed adultery with Bathsheba, a child came a child came nothing could have stopped it because a law was set in motion that's why if you are married before you start having children look at your economy and plan well it's better to have two children and give them the best of life than to have 12 and punish them. 
torment them. Make them regret life. Make them wish they were never born. Because you are trying to populate the earth and obey the Bible. A wife is delivering and almost dying because in the last four years, every year, once she drops the baby, one month after another one, she drops another one as if it is a calling. As if it's a ministry. So she has delivered the fourth one and she has taken in again. And when you see the woman, you know that the life left in her is almost finished. No time to build. No time to recover. Why? The man is trying to replenish his village. Maybe he wants to win village head. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless the night. Is it clear? James 1, 13 and 14 as I close. <laughs> Glory to God. Tomorrow we're going to get in some things here and on Sunday it's going gonna, it's gonna to get sweet. Let no man say, can somebody say, no man should say that when he is tempted, I am tempted of God for God cannot. Say with me, God cannot. God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man but every man verse 14 is tempted when he is drawn away of supernatural lust eh? who's lost who's lost so if he is the owner of the lost who is the owner of the sin him who is the owner of the dead him so from the lost to the dead who is responsible man that's not like oh god why no it is man do not err my beloved brethren every good and perfect gift cometh from above from the father of light with whom there is no variableness neither a shadow of turning stand on your feet i want to pray for women who want children Women who, are, who, who, who desire children and they've done everything with their husband, husband and wife and it's not working. Today is your day. Today is your day. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that the revelation of Jesus grows big on your inside until nothing else matters. Revelation knowledge like never before. Your appetite for the word continues to grow. And we decree that you are grounded and rooted in the revelation of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And now we speak to any family that is believing for the fruit of the womb. We set the law in Genesis in motion. And we decree right now every delay cancelled. Oppression taken away. And we command a miracle in that marriage. A miracle in that family and a miracle of conception. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Nine months from now, you bring forth after your kind. You bring forth after your kind. Every medical report overruled by the Holy Ghost. Receive a miracle in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray for the sick tonight. Sick body, be healed. Be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Father, for answered prayer and great grace upon your people in Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on a note of finality. Glory! Amen! In two minutes or so, I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush in the other studio so we can answer your questions, respond to your counseling issues, and be able to bring more clarity to the things that we're teaching here continually. Always a joy to serve you, the grace of God. I want to take up your offerings tonight. We give in honor, we give in faith, we give with joy, and always an opportunity to honor the word of God so that we are able to enable this message to keep flooding the nations of the earth from coast to coast, from continent to continent. The fragrance of Jesus' grace being made manifest everywhere. And I want to thank all of you for giving. Partners, remember, this Sunday is our Partnership Sunday. This Sunday. And also, Power Citizens in Akwaibom State, remember, this Sunday is our official come back to church. This Sunday, we begin our full church services here, both the first service and the second service, enjoying the grace and the abundance of Jesus. So help us spread the news. Tell every member, we're back to church on Sunday. Let me pray for the offerings, Father. Thank you for the privilege to give. We give in faith. We give with joy. Our offerings are a sweet smell. So thank you for the opportunity to advance the kingdom through our givings. I pray for everyone giving. My God supplies all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Receive favors and grace in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Somebody blessed tonight. Oh my goodness, what a service. You don't want to miss tomorrow and you don't want to miss Sunday and the rest of the days as we proceed. But I'll be joining Mr. Michael Bush right now in the other studio and we're going to have a great time together. And until I see you on the other side, let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory! Woo! I tell you I'm excited tonight. Are you excited? We have been blessed by this message. For these, all the messages and books by Dr. Abel Damino. Please call plus two three four. 806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com Okay, so the bank details, quickly, quickly. Account name is Power City International. There are three banks, uh, of course. The first one tonight is FCMB 2982-68-2028. FCMB 2982-68-2028. The second is Zenith. 10-12-36-59-12. 10-12-36-59-12. Zenith. 
and of course the last, the second on the list is UBA, 10, 0392 for UBA. Of course, the, the, the account name is Power City International. For sponsorship, you are free to call us up. Uh, it's plus 234-803-275-6104, or you send an email to, to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. If you also want to send in um, entries, could be for counseling, could be for prayers, could be for questions and answers, just do that to, to ask the counselor now at gmail.com. Finally, as it has to do with these um, ritualistic announcements that I always give at this stage of the program, will be calls. If you need to call into the program, this is the number. Plus 234 if you are calling from outside the country. Otherwise, it's 0806 800 Okay, let me just try and see if I can catch some of our friends uh, at Facebook Live and just to acknowledge their presence with us tonight. Okay, there's Paolo, uh, Paola, 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 yes, Paola Mburu. There's Becky Ekogiawe. There's Dennis Fernandez. There's Luis uh, Elegiojo and Valerie Nke, my friend, who is in Germany. All right, um, I need to also say hi to you, Re, um, Ruth, Raymond, Anembom Solange, Jessica Ezeogo, Joshua Kato Melvin, Kosi Iadetu, Afili Setole, and Asario to uh, Charles Ugo. Sharon, uh, that's Choma Sharon Ben, who's in Egypt. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. I don't know, just um, preparing the stage. I haven't seen Global Barbar yet walk into this studio, so it's dangerous to just go on this commercial break because I know how many of you who listen to us, who watch us, especially those on um, the social media platforms who complain that some of those breaks, and we agree, are almost always too long. So I'm not going to allow any break like that until I see Global Barbar. So what I can do instead is to... to <laughs> I was going to say that I wanted to get some comments from Facebook Live, but, you know, some of these comments, yeah, they're quite nice, but they are not um, broadcastable, you know, if you understand that. So, Asario, too, I was just going to take your comments, but there's no way I will put that on air. And then, um, hey, Creole Faulkner, uh, in Colombia, I think so, it's in Colombia, I'd like to thank you. See, Smos Feto, Joy Ijoma Mela, Joseph Segu Atom, Ukuti Nyebong, Raymond Ani, Miyoba Mizinga and Joe Ilono. Wow, so, so, so many people. Uh, okay, also like to thank Empower City International in Accra. They are also online and they are taking part in what we are doing. Aaron's Brandon Clement, Hope Mapalo, TTMA, right? Hey, Lost Cruise in Italy, my friend. So, so nice to hear you. And I'm um, Jesse Gikaru. Charlotte Ndome, that should be from Cameroon. Okay, finally, I can see that Global Baba has just walked in, so about time I allowed this, but not um, before uh, mentioning Meshach um, Dalugus. I'd like to thank all of you. You too, Lovelyn, 
Mwinge. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Big Shozi, Pastor Excellent Dobo Rupe, Fatina Juma, thank you for coming on the program, and, and Joan Nduko. Okay, I think at this point, the 60-second break can start because at least I'm sure that Global Baba is in the building, and any moment now, we can set the stage with Ask the Counselor. Please stay tuned. Jesus for eternal life. I don't come to him for other things that I can get elsewhere. I come to him for what only he supplies. I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He that has the son has life. So why are we in Christ for life? Abel Dominum Ministries International presents Righteous Invasion of Truth Riot Live with Dr. Abel Tamina. Somebody shut up! Theme, curse, curses, cursing, and the concept of deliverance. And ask the counselor with Dr. Abel Daminer and Michael Bush. Date 11th October to 15th November 2020. Time, Mondays to Saturdays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. GMT plus 1. Sunday, 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. services GMT plus 1. You can also join the broadcast on Comfort FM 95.1 Uyo, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. daily. XL FM 106.9 Uyo, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. daily. Inspiration FM 105.9 Uyo, from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily. And Radio Aquaibo 90.5 Uyo, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. daily. Watch this program live on Kingdom Life Network TV on your strong decoder or my TV. Also, visit Abel Damino Facebook handle, Instagram handle, Twitter handle, and YouTube. Host, Doctors Abel and Rachel Damino. Some 90 minutes um, since the clock's top of the hour here in... Uyo, Nigeria. Uyo is the capital of a state called Akwaibom. It's located in the south, southern part of this great West African country. And we're super excited right here at number 98, Wangiba Road. That is where you have the global headquarters of uh, Power City International. We're excited to welcome you to Ask the Counselor, which is the question and answer segment of Riot Life. We're super excited. Uh, my name is Michael Bush. I'd like to welcome you, especially to the program. 
um, on behalf of producer, Pastor I.J. Quera and his production team. We're not alone, as usual. Um, our global Baba is here, international, global televangelist, and I'm super excited to welcome him. Welcome this um, award-winning author, Dr. Ebel. Damina! The Intercontinental Mr. Bush! Global Basil, so, so good, good to see, see you so, tonight. So good to see you. How's been know, your day? I don't know what happens with this director. I don't know. What he's always taking, he's always missing a. Uh, oh, uh, the guy on the team. I, I'm, that, we need to lay hands on I him. Know, he's always missing. He's always missing. Yeah, he gets distracted. He okay, you know? so Global Baba, we need to get down, but before we did that, something the producer wants us to do. Uh, number one is something that we've started to do, so we need to do that. We pray for Nigeria, we pray for our Kwaibom, pray for Nigerians as well. Okay, we start. let's pray. Father, we pray for this nation, and we thank you that Nigeria opens up to the gospel. Men in authority open up to the gospel of Christ. We ask that the word of the Lord has free course in this nation, that men are brought to the knowledge of the truth. And we ask, Lord, not just for Nigeria or Kwaibom, we pray for the world. That men are raised, laborers are, are raised to preach this gospel and make Jesus known. And we decree that the gospel of Christ is accepted among people who do not believe. And we declare that the word grows mightily and prevails. We also pray that this nation will see the light of day. That all the desires and all the wishes of Nigerians, you will supernaturally cause circumstances that will bring leaders into governance. That will give us a kind of environment that we require to bring out the potentials of your people in this nation. And we thank you for answered prayer. We decree that as the gospel continues to thrive, men are raised, disciples are raised, believers are equipped. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Fantastic. Amen. Global, but something else you did just as we were rounding off part one, and that was a special prayer for women. Yeah. You know, um, Believing God for the fruit yeah. of the womb. Yeah. Um, just like producer wants us to re-echo that prayer from the Ask the Counselor uh, mm -hmm. segment. Yeah. Well, women that are believing God to get pregnant, you know, uh, you and your husband will do the needful, but we pray right now that supernaturally you receive a miracle. Whatever medical report, whatever the doctors have diagnosed, whatever was wrong with your reproductive system, whatever was wrong with conception within your, your, your system, we decree right now a miracle. We command the law in Genesis set in motion. And we decree that you be fruitful, multiply, bring forth according to your kind. Receive that miracle now. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, Global Baba, about time we started the segment. And I'm starting with this anonymous entry, by the way, we slept in um, Togo, yes. uh, on the West African coast. So we're starting there from, says, God bless you, Baba, for the bread of life you feed me with every day. Sir, please pray for me. I'm 44 years, but I'm already having erectile dysfunction. It's so serious. Please pray for me. All right. We pray for you, Father. We ask for a miracle, a miracle in the reproductive system Amen. of your son. Amen. Receive a miracle of healing. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Global Baba from Togo, we're marching across the borders to Côte d'Ivoire, still on the West African coast. And um, said, well, when Paul says Christ had delivered us from the curse, is the law to which this us refers only to Jews or also to the Gentiles? Global Baba, if this also refers to Gentiles, how is it possible? 
um, knowing Gentiles were not under the law of Moses. Thank you, Global Baba. Or not Conan in Cote d'Ivoire. The, the Gentiles were not under the law of Moses, but Gentiles were in sin. And all the law of Moses did was to define sin. So, again, there was a cause. The cause is sin. Remember Genesis? The day you eat it, you shall die. Then Paul explained, wherefore, as by one man, sin and death by sin. So, the Gentiles were under sin. And they were under death. Okay? So, because of that, all Moses' law did was to define sin. To define sin, that's all he did. It didn't make man sin. It didn't bring sin. It only pronounced sin. But man was already in sin and under death. So that is why Jesus had to die to take care of the law of sin and death where both the Jew and the Gentile were all in. So yeah, Christ redeemed both the Jew and the Gentile from the law, from sin, from death. Let's stay on on the west coast of Africa. Ghana next. Hello, man of God. Peace be unto you. This is Awine Jeremiah from Ghana. Following you everywhere on social media. May God strengthen you for your motivation and encouragement to give that you give to the youths. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Bless you. Okay, so we're moving from the west coast of Africa. We get into the central um, part of Africa. But remember, anytime I talk about Cameroon, I tell you that Cameroon is on the crossroads between um, west and central Africa. So to Cameroon next. My name is Rin Joyce. I do this from Douala, Cameroon. Douala is in the littoral province of that country. It says um, Luke 1, 41 to 42, Elizabeth filled with the Holy Ghost, Global Baba. When he that baptized in the Holy Ghost was not yet born or not yet come out of the tomb. Well, filled with the Holy Ghost there is just, you know, a mode of communication like a miracle, like God's power came upon her. Just like Mary, God's power came upon her, but the Holy Ghost had not yet been given. So same thing. Okay, still from Cameroon, says, hello, Global Baba, I'm Carl. I write from the Republic of Cameroon. I'm so happy to come across your messages because they have helped to enlighten my understanding of the word of God. But I need more light on these verses in Matthew 9, 11 to 12. What was it all about that our Lord was saying? Please, I need some clarity. Matthew 9, 11 to 12. Can you put it on the screen? Matthew 9, 11 to 12. <clears throat> And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? Twelve. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. Of course, Jesus was eating with sinners because sinners needed salvation and he came to save. That's all he was saying. His mission statement, to save men from sin. Okay, another very interesting entry. It doesn't say where he's writing from. It goes on to say, My name is Angels, Mark. And location, he wrote the location, then he said, in Christ. Okay, so we read that. As we see, he said, hello, sir, I'm 21, and I love you with all my heart. I've been listening to you as far as I, I do remember from my childhood. I remember watching you when KLN entered uh, uh, the satellite, came on yes, the yes, satellite. Yes. He's not sure when that was, but he thinks 2007. Yeah, something like that. Okay, he said 2007. Something he says, my like question that. is, where is a man's spirit from? Is it from God or man? Because I remember you teaching babies are sinless, which I completely understood the way you explained it. But in today's teaching, you said we made a choice in Adam and we're born with sin nature. Wouldn't that also mean we got our spirit from our parents? I, I see clarity. I love you. Angels, Mark. Angels, keep following. I've not finished the teaching. I'm just on it. So stay with the teaching. Keep following. Eventually to clear. But if by the time it's two weeks from now, you still don't have clarity, 
resend the question again. I don't like giving teasers, especially when there is information, so that you are equipped to be able to help other people. Let's move to Zambia next. I have two entries there from. I'll take them quickly, quickly. Hello, Global Baba. Please pray for me. I need a good job and healing for my body. Thank you, Global Baba. I love you. In the name of Jesus, we ask that your body be healed Amen. and we command infirmity flushed out. Amen. We ask for the miracle of a job for you. Receive Amen. it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hello, Global Baba. My name is Alexander Christian Mowita from Zambia. Global Baba, thank you for teaching me the word of God. I'm grateful and I love you, Global Baba. Sir, this question has been bothering me for years. John talks of two witnesses in Revelation 11.3. Are the two witnesses figure of speech? Please help me to understand this. Again, like I said, because somebody has asked that question before. before yes. I, the book of Revelation is a book of metaphors and all of that. And for me to do exegesis on the two witnesses in Revelation, I have to go back to Daniel and all of that and travel through. I don't have the time now. So my advice, get my book, my book on the last days the last days, and my teaching on understanding the book of Revelation. Those will help you with exegesis and help you have better clarity. Okay, so I'm going to be leaving um, Zambia now and heading to South Africa, but let me just say that in another two minutes I'll be taking you phone calls. Anonymous from South Africa. Hello, my man of God, Dr. Damina and the Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. I would like to remain anonymous for some reasons. I recently went for an interview in one big company in South Africa. Please, Global Baba, pray for me to get that job. Amen. We agree together with you that you are favored, and we command circumstances to work for you, creating for you a slot in that company. Receive that job in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But, Sona, here we come. I would have preferred to go to... To go first to Zimbabwe, that's quite close to South Africa, but no problem. Botswana, greetings to you. Global Baba, in the name of Jesus Christ, my name is David Nkele, I write from Botswana. Global Baba, please help explain John 10, 8. Where, please, who are those the Bible refers to as robbers and thieves in the scripture? Robbers and thieves in John chapter 10, verse 8. If you read the pretext and the posttext, you will see that Jesus was referring to false prophets and false teachers. Quickly, I uh, take this anonymous one. Says, hello, Global Baba. The book of Revelation says, I will take away the candlestick. Please help explain what the writer meant. He was talking about doctrine, doctrine, that because it, we are not promoting the doctrine of Christ and they allow the doctrine of works, so he will take away the candlestick, meaning those churches will no more exist. Get my teaching, understanding the book of Revelation, all of that is properly clarified and taught with exegesis. I'm on my way now to Zimbabwe, by the way. I can take your calls now. I can start now to take your calls. I'm on my way to Zimbabwe, but there's this um, a writer, this entry that does not tell us where the writer is doing that from, so I'll just take that. He, do, he, he is doing it from Botswana or anywhere in that part of Africa. It says, hello, Global Baba, God bless you. If God never kills and Jesus also never kills, please explain. Revelation 19, 11 to 18. Well, again, I can't go into Revelation now, 19, 11 to 18, but just stay with the truth of the gospel. God never kills. Jesus never kills. They have never killed before, and they will never kill. I will recommend for you a teaching that will help you with all of those ex explanations. The, the misunderstood God. The misunderstood God, part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. All of that series. Get the whole of that series. Sit down patiently. And listen to it so that you two are equipped to answer other people. 
Okay, Zimbabwe is next on our radar, and um, Patrick Denga writes there from, says, our human of God, Dr. Berdamina and Mr. Michael Bush. My name is Patrick Denga. I write from Mutare in Zimbabwe. Thank you for the powerful teachings, which are refreshing us every day. My question is John 14, verse 12. says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. But in the first morning service, I think that would have been last Sunday, you said we can only do miracles or things that Jesus and apostles did. This verse has been used by many people to justify unusual miracles you alluded to in your service. Thank you, sir. Greater works than this shall you do was talking about our union with Christ. Because we will be in Christ and Christ will be in us, then what Christ can do, we will do, and what Christ can do, he will do through us. That's what he was talking about. And when you're talking about unusual miracles, you've got to be careful. Because there are a lot of lying wonders. There are a lot of false things that people are doing today in the name of miracles. You've got to be very careful. We stay with the narrative of God's word. You know, God heals, God delivers, God helps, you know, and God performs miracles. But again, you must remember that all miracles must glorify Jesus. And all miracles are intended to bring people to the knowledge of salvation ultimately. Because, like I always say to people, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but he still died. So raising the dead is not the ultimate. The ultimate is a relationship with God that guarantees an eternal union with God where you will never, you will never be separated from God. That's what matters. So all miracles and all signs and wonders must be to bring men to salvation and to glorify God and to demonstrate the goodness of God towards mankind. Smangele Mlanga is still in Zimbabwe and writes, Hello, Global Baba, Mr. Bush, please help me explain. First John 5, 16 to 17, I understand that sin unto death is, is rejecting Christ. And even the context of John's letter, convincing his brothers of Christ as the true Messiah. My question is, why did he talk about not praying for a sin unto death for a brother? And his brother here interpreted as a Christian or born-again believer. Well, that context has to be well explained. So my advice, I did a full teaching on that for 35 hours. Soteria, season 5, takes care of that. So order for Soteria, season 5, and listen to it carefully. It will give you a comprehensive understanding, which we don't have the time here for me to start doing exegesis on that scripture. Okay, I'm just see, trying to see whether we can start taking calls. I apologize to you that we may be having some technical issues. Here and there, but just keep trying. We'll be able to connect you from Zimbabwe. I'm trying to see whether we can quickly, quickly go to Europe and to the Americas. But before we do that, I take this for the road. Adeleke Jesus Zanya says, uh, Hello, Global Baba, peace and love unto you in Jesus' name. I just stumbled on your teachings recently on Kingdom Life Network and started hearing some uncommon exposition of the scriptures. I'm interested in a more diligent study of the Word of God and desire to learn more. Are these teachings in series that are documented in a systematic way that can be accessed beyond the few hours of the TV broadcast? If yes, how can it be accessed and watched over and over again for proper study and understanding with the aim of sharing the same knowledge with others? Your advice and recommendations would be much appreciated, Adeleke. Wow, Adeleke, yes, all our teachings are in series and they are progressive. So the first thing I recommend for you to ask for is our teaching on the old and the new covenant in Christ. The old and the new covenant in Christ. It's a general overview of the entire Bible in the light of Christ. It's about 33 to 36 hours of teaching. 
Then after the old and the new covenant in Christ, you now go to life before and after the cross. How do you access these teachings? There are a lot of them and even books. Send an email to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com asking for all the materials and our office will send you a catalog and you can look through the catalog and you will be advised on what to listen to before what, what to read before what, and you can sequentially learn along with us and grow and be established. Let's do Europe now, and we're live at Italy. Casey Cole has written in this program, has written into this program a number of times. He does that again tonight. Daddy, thank you so much for this opportunity. Daddy, you are blessed, and the blessing reaches my home. Mr. Bush, the correct man, I greet you, sir. Thank you. You are pushing the ministry forward. My question, Global Baba, according to today's teaching, I'm not sure which day now, that rain is not from God. How can I explain Matthew 5.45 to someone that is not in this meeting? Matthew 5.45 was a figure of speech. He made the rain to fall on the good and on the bad, the sun to shine on the righteous and the unrighteous. Jesus was using a figure of speech in communicating. Remember, he was still under the law and he was speaking to people that were not born again. So like he used parables, he used figures of speech. He wasn't saying that God is the one who sends rain. Don't worry, just keep following. Tomorrow or the day after tomorrow, we will look into that rain properly from scripture and clarify further. All right, I'm um, still from Europe. I'll take this one so it doesn't tell where, where he writes from. His name is um, Clem, Clement Ocon. Says, hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. Did God give Moses the law? I just hold that and take this first caller. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where you're calling from? Hello. Yes, go ahead. We can hear you. Okay, you know what? I don't want us to even waste any time because we can barely hear you. Just um, keep trying again. We apologize to you yep. having horrible network situation on this edition of the program. But don't worry, everything will clear up in no time. So, Baba, did uh, God give Moses the law? No, Moses gave the children of Israel the law. God never gave the law. The law is not God. God's plan was always Christ Jesus. The law of Moses was given to people who were hardened and not accepting the gospel. So since they rejected Christ, they rejected the gospel, Moses gave them a law to govern them on their way to Canaan. Another caller. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Bush. Evening. Go ahead. How are you, sir? Thank you, sir, for for your level in the world, uh, Pastor. Amen. I am calling you from uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Okay. And uh, I want to ask you about, about uh, the book of Revelation chapter 2, verse 23. Uh, comparing to that, uh, I'm afraid the we're character not... of God. That uh, I believe that God will not kill uh, and have never killed people. Can you repeat but the question again? The, repeat the question again. I'm I'm afraid we're not even understanding what you're saying. In verse twenty-three, I will. Jesus said, I will kill you. Okay. 
You know, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to try and um, just uh, intervene there and ask that with sincere apologies, just try again. Let's try and see. Um, no matter what happens tonight we, um, on this edition of the program, we're going to be able to squeeze in a couple of calls. So just keep trying. I, even as I move, um, this one doesn't tell us any location, but I'm still around Europe, so I'll be taking the questions as I see them. Please, man of God, pray for my blood pressure to be normal and for my financial breakthrough. Thank you, sir. Mr. Eno. Mr. Eno, we pray right now. We ask that you receive a miracle of healing from high blood pressure and receive the favor of God for finances. In Jesus' name. Amen. Just in time. This next caller. Hello. Hello. Good evening, sir. Thank you, ma'am, for calling us. Your name, where are you calling from? My name is Sonny. Calling from Ekech. Okay. Daddy, good evening, sir. Evening. Bless you. Thank you, Daddy. Daddy, please, uh, my question is, uh, the place that Jesus say, if somebody slap you, turn your other side, what does he mean? Does he mean really slap? No, he's not talking about direct slap. He's actually using a figure of speech. What he's simply saying is that if somebody hurts, he tries to hurt you, don't hurt him back. If somebody does you evil, give him forgiveness. Bless him, pray for him. That's what Jesus was talking about. Let's make progress now. Um, hello, Global Baba. My name is Joseph Solomon Samuel. Please pray for me. I'm seven years old. I want to have quick understanding and increase in the knowledge of the word. Please pray for me, Global Baba. We pray for you that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you grow in knowledge, grow in grace, that the word of the Lord comes alive in your mind and in your heart, and that you will be established and grounded in the knowledge of Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Next caller. Hello. Hey, hello. How are you, Mr. Jamina? Great. Bless you. And I'm good, I'm good Mr. I'm I'm forging Konya calling from Malawi. Malawi. Okay. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I'm begging uh, if you can repeat the, the programs that you are doing. Because uh, here I was, we were studying together the program I was watching, and suddenly they switched it off. So I know maybe there is a lot of people in Africa who have got the same problem like mine. So I'm begging so so that you can repeat the program, maybe at noon or any time, so that we can catch, we can go together. Is that Kingdom Life Network? Hello? Is that on TV? Do you watch it on TV? Yeah, watching, yeah I was watching on TV, yeah. Kingdom Life Network. And is that today's service? Yeah, yeah, today's service. Okay, it will be repeated tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. It will be repeated, and as I'm speaking, they are taking note of it. It will be repeated. They will scroll the time on TV and give you notice from this night what time it will be rebroadcasted tomorrow before the service. So look out for it on the Thank scroll you, in Kingdom Life Network. Okay, so let's come back. It says, hello, Global Badamina and Mr. Michael Bush. Romans 5.12 says, death passes upon all. Please explain why babies go to heaven if death passed upon all. Death passed upon all because all sinned. Babies go to heaven because they have not grown to a point of responsibility and choice. And there is compassion with justice. Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of God. Anyway, in the course of this series, we're going to explore all of that and bring more clarity, you know, with exegesis. Another caller. Hello. 
Hello, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Your name, where you calling from? I'm calling from Uyo, Estawak. I want to thank Papa. I called three days ago okay. that I have leg problem. I could not walk very well, but now I can walk. Amen. I thank him for the prayer. Praise God. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. Amen. 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 Okay, so um, this anonymous entry continues. Why does Revelation say that there was war in heaven, global Baba, if Lucifer never was in heaven? Metaphor, 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 metaphor. The book of Revelation has a lot of metaphors. Again, that's why I, I don't like answering teasers, especially with metaphorical books. It's better you go get the material. Order for the book last days and order for the teaching, understanding the book of Revelation. Sit down and patiently follow all the explanation and it will bring you clarity. Okay, from Europe, from Europe, I'm trying to see, can we move out to the Middle East in Asia, that is, and this caller. Hello. Uh, good evening, that, evening. That about Papa? Evening. Yeah. It can only be him. <laughs> evening. Evening. <laughs> You know what? You know what? You have to try and call us again. We can barely hear. You know, but something funny happens. Yes. We sit here in the live studio and we're not able to pick up what they are saying. Yes. But on air, it's so clear. I know. It's so clear on air. I know. So sometimes it just makes us look. Say, what, what, because what? it goes into the mixer and okay. the mixer goes to the air. Wow. While the mixer sends us signal through the speakers. Okay. And then the speakers have buzz. Okay. It has okay. all of that. Okay. So by the time it comes, we can't hear them. Engineer Global Barber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another caller. Hello. Hello. Good evening, Papa. Good evening. I'm calling from Kaduna. Kaduna. Okay. Go ahead. Papa, thank you for the wonderful message. My question is this. Can a born again believer be said that his choices are ordered by the Lord? Can the choices a born again believer make be said they are from God. The moment you start thinking like that, you want to put the responsibility for your choices on God. No. God gave you choice and has asked you to make the choice. But God advised you on the kind of choices to make so you will live. And the kind of choices you will make and they will, you know, they will be death, physical death. All, the, all of this is written in the word of God. So you have to take responsibility for choices you make and you make the choices and make sure you make them within the confines of God's word so that you can enjoy the life that God provides. Okay, so we go to the Middle East now, Dubai. Here we come, an anonymous entry. I says, um, sir, I really want to thank you for opening our eyes of understanding of the gospel of Christ Jesus. Please, sir, I need your prayers. I'm believing God for the fruit of the womb. We love you so much in my family. Praise God. We already prayed for the fruit of the womb and you receive, receive, receive a miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll be living in the Middle East. We'll be living in Asia any moment now. 
First though, Martin, Martin Akambi, Martin Akambi doesn't tell us where he's writing from, so we'll just take that to come as we fly out of the United Arab Emirates. Uh, says hello, Global Barbang, Abel Damina, Mr. Michael Bush. I thank God for the grace of God upon your life, Global Baba. Greater grace, amen. I also thank God for the life of Mr. Bush and his 27th anniversary of um, broadcasting. More grace. Permit me, Global Baba, to be anonymous. I was uh, on National Youth Service when I was diagnosed of cancer, and this eventually led to amputation of my limb. We're so sorry about that. Mm. My parents and siblings were all looking up to me, but now things have turned against me. It's been one sickness, so one battle to the other, and um, this has badly affected my mom emotionally, psychologically, causing her to say she prefers to die. Please, Global Baba, pray for my family and me to be de delivered from these ordeals. Many thanks, Martin Akombi. We we'll just hold that prayers as we bring in this caller. Hello. Hello. Okay. No, Baba. Let's pray for Martin Akambi. Father, we pray for Martin. We declare that right now that affliction supernaturally, supernaturally, we bring it to an end. We rebuke you, Satan. We come against you, destroyer. We come against you that comes to kill and to steal. In the name of Jesus, Amen. out of Martin's life and out of that family. Father, we ask for a miracle. We ask for an intervention. And we ask for a supernatural turnaround. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, um, just uh, something here that is uh, not something we should throw away. There was a sister um, who listened to the program, some broadcast, one of uh, our editions, and there was a brother who I think needed help. That sister watched or listened um, to the brother's mail being read on the program and decided to reach out to the young man. She has since sent financial support, first to the boy and later to the mom. To support them, we just wanted that on record. Um, unfortunately, or unfortunately, the helper wants to remain anonymous. But that's something huge happening on yep. the program. Yeah, all the way from Canada. This caller, hello. Hello. Yeah, uh, thank you for joining please, us. Where please, are you calling from? Uh, yes. Please, Mr. Bush. Yes, ma'am. Welcome to the uh -huh. show. I'm a, my name is Asiade from from Una. Okay. Please ask the uh, Papa to pray for me. So, okay. to have um, uh, somebody to come and live with me, a couple to come and live with me. And the Papa should pray for me, to, for God to heal me of my headache. Okay. All right, we'll pray for you right now. She says she wants somebody to live with her. They're a couple. I don't understand that. Okay. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that her body be healed. Amen. Healed from every infirmity, healed from every affliction. Receive a miracle of healing now in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we ask that your request for somebody to live with you be granted that your favor and circumstances work to make it happen for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This should be our last call also on this edition of the program. Hello. Are you there? I'm here, sir. Yes, please welcome to the show. Your name, where you're calling from, one minute. I'm Mr. Damena. I'm calling from Oyo. Okay. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. My name is... Can you just pick up a little? I can barely hear you. 
Good evening, Papa. My name is Promise. I'm calling from you. All right, Promise. Good evening. Okay, please, Papa. I want you to pray for me. Okay, please. for... There's one thing I want to come Okay. Hello, can you hear me, sir? Yes, very loud. Okay. Thank you, sir. Please, uh, I want you to pray for me. You get this place that I submitted the uh, application for work. It's pray for me so that God will help. Okay. Okay. Okay, employment. Father, we ask for favor. We ask that supernaturally opportunities be created for him to be gainfully employed. Thank you for answer prayer. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. From Canada, and by the way, let me just say that we're done with calls on this edition so that we could just um, try and treat um, some more entries. So from Canada, we're flying straight back into Africa and indeed Nigeria. So Lagos. Hello, Global Baba. I'm Titus. I'm Sabbath in Lagos. I follow your teachings online. They have been so wonderful and full of the light of God's understanding. You have so much impacted my life with God's word. I grow in the grace of God, and I'm so grateful for your service and example in the body of Christ. God has used to your faithfulness to encourage me to grow my faith. I just lost my father some months ago, Global Baba. I thank God for your great exegesis. Please pray for my siblings and me. Thank you. Father, we pray for comfort for this family. We pray for direction and clarity. We ask for supernatural help that, Lord, you will bring people, circumstances around them that will bring favor and help for them. Thank you, Lord, above all, that they are comforted in Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hello, Dr. Abel Damina and the Intercontinental Sir Michael Bush. Dr. Abel Damina, you have been a teacher that deserves double honor. Thank you for your labor in Western doctrine. I just need more clarification on the death of the firstborn in Egypt. Remember that the law had not been instituted at that time. What law did Moses use in this case? Because I greatly believe that God doesn't kill. You can also say something on the other plagues too by Moses. Thank you again, Dr. Beldamina. They were in Lagos, Nigeria. The law was not yet enacted by Moses, but already Moses was already operating, you know, in that law of sin and death. What you want to say is that the law had not been pronounced or explained, but sin and death was already at work from Genesis chapter 3. So what Moses did in Egypt was actually like vengeance. It was like anger. It was Moses in operation with angels. Moses and angels in operation. And Moses was carrying out vengeance on the Egyptians. That's exactly what happened. All of, you know, and then the plagues of Egypt were actually judgment on the gods of Egypt. My advice, listen to my teaching on the two kinds of righteousness. Two kinds of righteousness. You know, if you order for that material, it will give you more exegesis with explanations to what happened with the ten plagues and all of that. The firstborns of Egypt and all of that. Six minutes before we say our bye-byes. Hello, Global Baba and Mr. Bush. I'm Abraham Samson from Epe. Epe is in Lagos. Yes, from Epe in Lagos. My Bible says, Whosoever or whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatsoever we lose on earth is loosed in heaven. Does our movement on earth govern our movement in heaven? Well, when he was talking about binding and losing there, he was talking about church authority, you know, dealing with brethren who have issues. That's what he was talking about in Matthew. That if a brother has a fault, go to him. If he refuses to hear you, go with another person. If he refuses to hear both of you, then bring him to the church. And if he refuses to hear the church, let the church treat him as an unbeliever. 
For whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Talking about church authority, making a decision on a member who has decided to act contrary to the word of God. Okay, Global Baba from Lagos, Nigeria, flying straight into Uyo. Akwaibum State looks like this is the best place um, for us to spend the night. Says, hello, Global Baba, Amani from Uyo. I don't have to say bless you. Already you are blessed. From that blessing, all the nations are blessed, including me. Thank you. My question is from Exodus 34, 6 to 7. And will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children, unto the third and to the fourth generation. Global I need clarity on this scripture. The key word there is visiting. That word visiting is a key word. Now, if you study Genesis, I mean Exodus, very Genesis, Exodus, you'll find out that that word visit, God visited Sarah. God visited Sarah as he had said. And God did to Sarah as he had spoken. So that word visiting to the third and, gener to the third and fourth generation is the word for taking care of. What God was saying is that he's going to take care of the misbehavior of the fathers and take care of it so that it does not affect the third and fourth generation. But because people have not studied that scripture properly, they now say that what God is saying is he will punish to the third and fourth generation. The word visit doesn't mean punish. It means to take care of. So what it really means is that God will take care of all the iniquities of the fathers to ensure that it does not affect their children. And that is why the children that came out of Egypt were not affected by that cause. They never got affected by it because God visited by taking effect in them. That's what Global will have two minutes to play with, so I'm trying to squeeze in two local government areas of the state. Bioni Boom is next. Global Baba, Dr. Ebeldamina. Please is it right or biblical for us as believers to still circumcise the genital organs of uh, newborn babies, both male and female? Kennedy from Bioni Boom. Yes, for health reasons. It's okay, for health reasons. Quickly, the last um, local government area I'll be visiting on um, this edition is a Sienudin. Global Baba, please, I need God's intervention in my situation. I'm a contractor and for some time now have no job at all. Sometimes as I prepare to receive one, something would just give me out. Right now, my children and I are seriously starving and things are getting worse by the day. Please, Global Baba, pray for my family and me for God to turn things supernaturally to our favor. Thank you. local government area. Father, we ask for a miracle for that brother, for that family, supernaturally, jobs, business opportunities receive it in jesus name amen amen global Baba will come full cycle in this edition of the program it's been riot life and now this part is ask the counselor tomorrow is another day we're back here in style my name is michael bush producer pastor ij Quera and his production team all join me to thank you for your time global Baba, the intercontinental and uh, global televangelist, international televangelist, Dr. Abel Damina, author of No Mean Repute, joins me now to say his benediction. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush, what an evening. Bless you again and thank, thank you. you. Now listen carefully. Tomorrow I'm on live with the brethren in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, in Pakistan. And I'm sure the studio will roll the scroll the, the flyer for Af for Pakistan tomorrow on the screen. It's a leadership conference, and we're inviting every one of you. If you know people in Pakistan, reach out to them. The details are on the screen. And if you can't find it, go to my Facebook page. The flyer is there. This Sunday, we're starting our campus in Victoria Island, Lagos. 
and the flyers also on my page for details for those of you in Lagos that want to be part of the campus in Victoria Island. We're also launching our campus this Sunday in Benin City. Benin City, for those of you in Edo State that want to be part of Power City, you want a Christ-centered touch to go and learn the message, we'll begin our, our worship services in Benin City this coming Sunday, the 1st of November. Power Citizens in Aquaibom, we start church on Sunday, the 1st of November live, 7.30 a.m. first service and 11 a.m., I mean 10 a.m. second service. You don't want to miss it for anything. Help us tell other people about what God is doing. Remember, we are live tonight, 9 to 10, Inspiration FM, 10 to 12, Heritage FM. Tomorrow morning, 11 to 1, Radio Aquaibom, 1 to 3, you know, XL, XL FM, five, I mean 3, three to, to 5. five. You know you FM, know you FM and, and 6 to 8, to 8 Comfort we're FM. back here on Comfort FM. We love you guys. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you the grace of God. Till we see you again tomorrow, be blessed. Amen. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Praise God.